There you are. Oh, I thought we'd have to do the show without you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Podcasting will, will be a thrill. Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends. Podcasting will, grandpa and chill. Will be a thrill, grandson and friends. With your host, Grandpa Bart and Brandon Fox. Finest Jackson and Sierra Doss. This is Grandpa and Chill. If you had to um, make an anime that had to do with watchmaking, what would the show be about and what would the name be of that's it? That's a pretty good idea. Oh, gosh. that's it. That actually is a great idea. I mean, if they could make anime about, like, food wars, you know, they could make an anime about watchmaking. Yeah, go uh, ahead. It would yeah. probably be something along the lines of the little guy kind of going against all the, the big names trying to just suck up all your money. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting because anime is about underdogs, usually not always, yeah. but usually it's the the underdog, the little guy kind of fighting it out against the big tough guy. So I guess I would make it like little guy trying to, to get into watchmaking, you know, all the big Swiss watches. They don't want him there. And so, <laughs> you know, he just goes in and he shows them his, his skills and they're like, you'll never make it. You'll never get in this industry. And then, like, you know, you, you make some friends along the way and it's like you got you got this kind of. You got a skill, but it need it needs um, sharpening. So you meet like the the old wizened master who's been doing it for like you know fifty years, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just been trained to be like the the expert watchmaker, right? You know, I hope from- he can learn how to slow down time or something. He masters it so well. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds fun. It sounds fun. That would be fun. <laughs> it's like he's got magnetic powers. <laughs> oh no! You know, yeah, it just like puts all the watch parts together. <laughs> By the way, don't put your magnet next to your watch. You don't want to do that in real life. <laughs> well, then we have an antagonist. We have a villain already. There we go. Magneto. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mag- yeah, <Magneto>. he's, trying- <laughs> he's trying to mess up everybody's time so they're late for work. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wonder because quartz watches, no matter how good a, uh, a regular movement watch is, it's not as uh, accurate on timekeeping as a quartz watch, even a cheap one. Why they haven't made like really expensive cases for the uh, for the quartz watches? There's a few. But they're like you said, it's not really common. There, there is a quartz Rolex. I, I see them every blue moon. Um, usually, we just do a battery change. We can't really get parts for stuff like that. You okay. know, most quartz watches too. They don't really break down. Um, they're actually really as much as uh, I get money for working on these things. I really, if I were to recommend a watch just purely for, for timekeeping, a quartz watch is a much better watch <laughs> at the end of the day. Wow. Um, grandpa's real good about getting out of the, uh, anime conversation, but (laughs) (laughs) talking about those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious Well, you said nerd culture. Is that sort of the all encompassing term? Like what, what would you say the, the word is for people that go to dragon con, for example, are really interested in that culture? I would, I would say it's nerd culture. You know, the thing about dragon con that I really like is that it's people who aren't afraid to be themselves. Um, you can connect with people there over these things that they're passionate about. And a lot of people don't ex- accept them in their in the regular culture because they're so passionate about it or they, and they, people think it's weird, you know. But when you go to Dragon Con, you meet some of the sweetest people. 
what I what I really like about Dragon Con in particular, and I haven't been to as many other conventions, is you can bump into somebody, literally, physically, and they will turn around, and it'll be completely your fault, and they'll turn around and apologize to you. Yeah, you know, I've seen that happen like a million times, <laughs> just like over the years, yeah. where people are just so sweet there. Um, I I enjoy people who are kind of on the fringe, even if it's not necessarily what I'm into, um, mm-hmm. because I like unique people. I like people who, like I said, aren't afraid to be themselves and enjoy what they enjoy. And I think Dragon Con is a, a very good hub for that. You know, um, people are just different, and I, I like it when people embrace that. Mm-hmm. Is Dragon Con pretty much the same as Comic Con? It's similar. Uh, Comic Con is focused on comic books. Dragon Con is like everything. It's it's books, movies, anime, video games. Uh, it actually started off as a Dungeons and Dragons thing, uh, which I've played, but I'm not like. Once again, I'm not super deep into that. I've played it. I'd like to play it more, but I haven't played it a lot. The big difference between Dragon Con and Comic Con that I know about is that. Comic-Con is a more, you go there, there's industry people, people go to the panels and stuff, and that's kind of it. Dragon-Con is like a big celebration. It's, it's also a kind of a party, um, and you can go around the streets, and people are just, like, dressed up and having fun, and there's, like, dances and all sorts of stuff. I will say in the last few years, this year is actually kind of better because I think the people that really wanted to go were dedicated. But mm-hmm. before coronavirus, it was starting to get so big with people that were coming just to kind of gawk and be there for the party. And 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 the guys that are just there as a, as a in their costumes kind of going to a costume party, which there's nothing wrong with that. But the really dedicated people are the people you can just kind of like walk up and talk to about anything. And they'll, and they'll just be like the sweetest people, but they'll have like, a crazy costume on. You know? <laughs> Have yeah. you guys heard of Dragon Con before today? I had it, but I've never I been. Know. I didn't know uh, what all was in t- like what it entailed, though. Got you. Yeah, I, for me, uh, I'd been to Comic Con before, and um, I met Michael at Dragon Con actually. But um, I had been to Comic Con and was really hoping that I would like it, and then it wasn't really my thing. And I went to Dragon Con, and it was everything i ever dreamed of it was like one of the most like beautiful fun exciting weekends like of my life so do you keep any komodo dragons there (laughs) a lot of of people dressed as dragons that's true (laughs) yeah well um, oh cool uh well i do have a question for you michael um something that piqued my interest when you were first doing your intro you were talking about how you're not religious, but you have faith, or you have faith. Was that something that you're talking about? This, yeah. Uh, what's does it, does that tie into your whole uh, Dragon Con thing? Um, I would say it. Everything I do flows from the spirit, but mm-hmm. and I try to be spirit led in everything I do. I do believe in Jesus, but I just don't like what people do to kind of make him harsh and like critical and judgmental. I don't, I don't like all that. Cause that's not what his, his message is. Um, I kind of stay away from a lot of the organized churches just because there's, and you know, I don't want to get too deep into that. Cause I don't want to get into like offending people and their religions and stuff. But for me, yeah. it's, a, it's all about God loves me right where I'm at. I don't need a, a physical church. I don't need, and that doesn't mean I don't need fellowship, but 
I don't have to be like, I'll, I grew up Catholic and they have a lot of rules that I just don't agree with. And if people are Catholic, that's fine. I mean, sometimes my dad gets mad about that, but you know, it's like, he's with me every day when I'm at dragon con. I really, I personally feel like I would not have met Brandon if it wasn't for the leading of the Holy spirit, you know, because I was led to say like, Hey, I, the reason I'm here is because I like the, one of the biggest things for dragon con for me is the voice acting. I, I enjoy voice acting. And then Brandon's mm-hmm. like, Hey, I do voiceovers, you know? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Cause I just felt like yeah. that's something I should say. So I, I try to let everything that I do be spirit led um, without being like, you got to do this many prayers and you got to do this many things in order to be uh, loved by God. I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. I think you, when you realize God loves you, that's how you break the chains of your addictions. That's how you break the chains of your, your self, la- your, your lack of confidence, your maybe resentment towards people. Because you, you realize something. He loves me right where I am in this very moment, wherever I am. And that doesn't mean that there's like things we don't practice or do, or do practice. It just means that when I fail, I know I have something to catch me. And that, and that to me, that's what faith is. And that's why I said I'm a man of faith in that religion. I don't even know if I should have brought that up for I this see. podcast, but. Well, um, I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, it's kind of, it is transcendental. A lot of people that watch a lot of um, people that I've met that are, like anime or go to conventions and stuff like that, they always have a unique uh, viewpoint on, on uh, religion and spirituality. So I thought you were, I thought it was something going on together with it. Um, that's why you brought it up, but no, yeah, cool. I, I just kind of yeah. brought it up. Cause that's who I am. If, if yeah. that makes sense. I don't know if that was appropriate and I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was just, just asking cause I heard it, but okay. uh, well, yeah, why, no, why no, would no. you, why do you say that finest? I've not heard that before. That's interesting. I mean, even myself that likes a lot of anime and uh, mangas, um, when I read them, I get like a, I take them real spiritually sometimes. You know, a lot of these stories are like the hero story or the the story of some someone against some antagonist against, I mean, a protagonist against something bigger than themselves or something unbeatable. And that could also be looked at as life itself. And so a lot of these um Mangas and animes, I relate to the main characters a lot, so much so like it's like, oh, I'm looking like this is a prophet or, or something of some sort that I'm like, I want to be like this main character, like Aang from Avatar. It's not a manga, but I, I like him so much. And he was basically a prophet, right? He was like Jesus or something. Uh, I, I, do draw, I, I do draw a lot of inspiration from that stuff. I feel I do. I get leadings from the Holy Spirit to watch certain things. Um, and I because I get what you're trying to say more now. Oh, I thanks. do get leadings to watch certain things, and I feel like it encourages me to practice certain, like righteousness, right? You know, to mm-hmm. love others, to defend the weak, to you know help people who are downtrodden. I, I think that's that's the essence of faith. That's why I say I'm a man of faith and not religion, because religion is essentially I got all these rules I got to keep, and if I don't keep these rules, you're whatever, right? Like you're you're not doing the right thing, and it's like. Don't get me wrong. Like there are certain things like I don't think it's right to murder people. You know, <laughs> like I don't think anyone thinks that's right. But at the same time, like if somebody does that, that doesn't mean they can't be forgiven for it. You know, if they really change, if they really change from their heart. Um, yeah. I think it's all about the heart at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it gets it gets deep. What about say, Brandon? Oh, no, I just 
this ties back, but when I was at Dragon Con, um, there's all these panels and stuff, and one of them was by uh, he worked for Marvel. He was like one of the comic book drawers or whatever, and it was um, visual storytelling. So he was talking about movies. He was talking about all that. He kept he kept talking about like why are we all um, obsessed with like the hero's journey? You know, like every story has the same like beginning, middle, end, and like climax and whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I didn't like the answer that he gave of why he thought that was that way, but I think it's it's almost very similar with religion too, right? It's like that's what salvation is. That's what. Well, it's even funny we're talking about that. I'm reading uh, "The Man with Thousand Faces" by Joseph Campbell. You know, it's that it's that uh, book that the guy that made Star Wars raves about so much. Yeah, uh, I think that it's like also that he wrote a book called "The Hero's Journey." Is that the same guy? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And in in that book, they really do break down quite like all these like religious stories and these mythology stories and kind of why we're so interested in the hero story. Um, which is because we're selfish and humans and we think we're all special and stuff. And there's more to it than that. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, that, that seems like it. What, I, what I'm getting from it, which is like we're all we all want to figure out what we're doing here in life. And we're trying to make a reason for it. And it's because we're a hero and we're the chosen one. And we have to explain why. <laughs> he, he said it's because we go through like every day is a hero's journey, you know, like the car breaks down and then you got to fix it and you get over it and it feels like insurmountable. But I don't know. What do you think, Grandpa? Well, you know, I have a different philosophy or, you know, uh, spiritual uh, thoughts. Uh, I believe that uh, the creation, the mind is creating all of my awareness and, um, and in a sense, I'm a puppet of the mind. Uh, this uh, is the illusion of reality, uh, this uh, reality, worldly reality that we have. So um, uh, people talk about the creator or God as though it's like a separate, uh, a, a separate entity, or uh, I see the mind as all of the physical things, including myself humanly, as uh, the creation of the mind and and it's all being controlled by the creator's mind everything yeah why why do you think people are like so obsessed with uh the hero's journey and every movie follows the similar formula and every book and every story that we tell is someone going on a journey question directed to to grand to, to to grandpa. That's too complicated for me, Brandon. I ask your guest. You just said the most esoteric <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life, and then you're like, yeah, well, you know what I, I you know I've discussed it with you before, but um, but uh, you're you're asking me why people are are obsessed with every book and everything that goes on. Yeah, I think why? a lot of yeah. a lot of what goes on today is uh, is kind of uh, promulgated by the media. Uh, that's one thing. Um, but uh, people are all different, you know. They some people are obsessed, some people aren't. Uh, people are all different, and uh, there's a lot of things that were similar, similar like, but there are a lot of things that, uh, that there are differences. I, I so don't, you may be obsessed, but you know, it doesn't mean everyone. <laughs> I don't think you can tell a story that isn't about 
humans, like either even if it's about like robots or mechanism or you know microbes, if it, you still picture a human twist on it, like oh, if it was a human, it felt like this, or it has these feelings and these emotions. I, I think I don't think we would even be bothered with it if it was so foreign to the human, the hero condition, or you know uh, the um, human emotions and stuff. Like I, I just don't. Even if we heard like. I think humans would do it anyway. Like if we heard like computers just beeping, right? We'd probably go, I bet that one's saying this. And then it would have to do with an emotional relationship or humanistic things because that's, you know, what we are. I mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that's, I think that's why we, that is the, the hero journey. The hero story is just something that we're, humans are, it's just the same human story that we're always going to talk. Like I'm trying to put this in words. Well, yeah, uh, I, no, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's like, it's such a specific it's it's almost like a formula you know and uh i i agree that it is human but i'm surprised that like that's the 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 way that we've decided to tell stories i just don't think we're i don't think we're creative enough to do anything other than that i don't think we i don't think we could tell a story from any other point of view but those six point of views because we're so silly yeah (laughs) that's my opinion i i don't think that the ending of stories and i'm including i'm including music and lyrics i've noticed how uh, which is uncomfortable to me, how music uh, the ends now with it seems like it ends without like a final note in a lot of music, which is something new. So things are not actually always the same. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, I'm not well read uh, other than more technical things, but uh, I'm sure that that uh, there's some similarity in in uh, in the writings as well. Yeah. yeah, I think there. what you said before about the robot, like think about R2-D2, right? Like people listen to R2-D2 and his beeps and it's like, you get what he's saying. There's like an emotional resonance with what he's saying. You know, it's like right. R2-D2 makes these beeps and you're like, oh, he's got an attitude. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, we would one always, the, we would always do that. That's just it. Go, sorry, Brandon. No, one of the best uh, personalities in the whole franchise. Yeah, R2-D2. for real. And all he did was beep. Probably my favorite <laughs> character, actually. Yeah. Have you noticed, like, even if, like, stuff that we look at, like a car, the front of a car, or like a, a outlet that you plug, um, you know, I don't know, a, a cord into, whatever, anything we see, we put it like a face to it, go, oh, yeah, that's eyes and a mouth, you know? Like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a human. Or, like, am I the only person that does that, right? I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. We, we, we look at anything and go, yeah, there's the face right there. And I'll go, no, it's not a face, really. It's just it's just me putting a face on something. I just, I, I don't know. It just makes me think about, like, again, how narcissistic humans are. We're just, like, really, like, we just really like ourselves. Like in the moon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think the, the moon. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, I wasn't going to say anything stupid. Nothing oh. stupid. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the, the hero journey is, like, a deeper yearning to see good prevail over like, you know, pe- someone who is like selfless and righteous prevail over people who just take and take and take and take and have no qualms about like abusing others. Right. Like, cause certain things are not like black and white, but there, there are certain people who just practice taking, you know, they don't, they don't really have any concern about the needs of others. And I think that's 
when we see the world and how crazy it could be sometimes, I think there's a, a want to see somebody come in and kind of fix everything. Mm. And um, I think, you know, I have my personal beliefs, but I think that even in those stories, like even in an anime or even in Star Wars, like we want to see that happen. You know, you, and you see somebody like, for instance, Anakin Skywalker, who was supposed to be the chosen one, turn bad because of his passions. But then at the end, his own son kind of redeems him. And I think mm. when we see those kind of things, it really touches our hearts deep down. And we don't we don't exactly know why, you know, like we can kind of postulate all day. But I think there is a yearning to see good win over evil in a lot of people's hearts in, the, in this world. Where, where, and the, the thing is, it's not like I think I'm any better. There's times where I've done things and I look back and I'm like, man, I did that. Like, I knew better than that. And I still did that. You know, (laughs) you ever uh, watch uh, My Hero Academia? Yes. What do you What do you guys think of that? I think it's great. Um, I I really I relate to the main character a lot because he he tries to do the right thing, but sometimes like he's very like over emotional about it. (laughs) It's It's weird how like I don't know. It just feels so uh, identifiable. you know, like, like just, uh, pictures on a screen, right. With voice actors. But, um, uh, I really like that one because, uh, like Naruto or whatever, like they were sort of, even if they started out like bad at, at whatever they were doing or, or incompetent, like, like he was always born to be great. Like he, he had like, you know, he was the son of whatever. Uh, whereas in that one, in my hero academia, he's like, um, through sheer like dreaming and wanting he just like ran into a circumstance where like he could be great you know and they they told him that he couldn't there was no opportunity yeah yeah i think that's also another deep subconscious yearning is like that want to be somebody that can really like help people or make a change right you know and it's like you live in a world sometimes where you feel so insignificant like deku probably felt pretty insignificant when he's like i don't have a quirk i have no powers you know right. his mom's like you can't do it you know like literally his own mom like yeah. she wanted the best for him but she's like i don't want you to get your hopes up and i think sometimes like even parents will tell you like don't get your hopes too high on certain things because it's like i want you to succeed but i don't want you to to put your hope on something that's too wild right because i've failed you know mm. I, yeah. I think i think that my hero is very very good in my opinion it's one of the better newer ones um yeah i don't know i i I would actually i was actually considering doing deku for dragon con at some point um yeah i just haven't gotten around to it i thought about doing deku as too as well because i have a little afro that uh if i put it out look look like his hair enough enough it'll be okay um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no no I, i like that story um yeah that's what like that's what i like about anime so much i think uh I'm trying to be so biased because there's some really good Invincibles was, was great writing and then a good story uh, line. But um, animes do such a good job of telling those type of stories that are like nuanced where it's like, oh, what is right and what is wrong and the right decision. And I, I'm just nerd. I'm just I'm on chap. I'm on a le- uh, season five of uh, Hunter Hunter and they're with the Chimera ants and whatever. It's kind of like um, it reminds me of Planet of the Apes, which is basically of like these group of people I mean group of animals starting to get like 
a brain and consciousness and whatnot. But it really starts like really splitting up the, the lines between who is good and bad. First, it was like, oh, the Kamara ants are bad. And then you started getting to like know them as people. And you're like, oh, not people, but things that have emotions and do things for right and wrong and have like feelings. And you're going, I don't know what I'm I don't know if this is OK to kill this thing. I don't it's, I like that type of stuff. At least. Yeah. In, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Hunter Hunter is great. I love Hunter Hunter. That, that is like a, a heart wrenching arc. I think it's like you said, like sometimes, and that's why, you know, I really don't believe in, and everybody judges sometimes, but I try my best not to judge because you don't know what somebody's been through. You don't know what somebody's feeling. You don't know that somebody that lashed out at you that day may have lost everything. You know, maybe their child, maybe their, you don't know that. Maybe somebody got into an accident earlier that day and then you go mm-hmm. to like order food and they got an attitude and you're like, man, that guy's a jerk. And then you're like, wow, actually, I didn't know that this person just lost their house and is trying to like get back on their feet. Right. You know, you don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's interesting. Um, We only have 15 minutes left from grandpa, but I'm super curious. Uh, Two things. One, uh, uh, three. What, what do you think about this conversation, grandpa? Uh, Do you have anything that like feels as like electric, like art wise that we're talking about. And then, uh, I don't know what, what can we do to convince you to fall in love with one of these? I'm, I'm curious what like Finus or uh, Michael would think would be a good anime for grandpa. The Bible. <laughs> yeah. well, he's I, he's I, about I, to go I, to Yom Kippur dinner. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Torah. There you are. To, uh, what, what Shakespeare meant when he said that, uh, there is no good or bad or evil, uh, just what men make of things. What did he mean by that? I, I think that's because, like, perspective is so important, right? Like, sometimes, and that, that's why I try, like I said, I try not to judge because sometimes you might think somebody's a jerk. And then it's like, really, like, that's the conditioning of their life. You know, you don't, you don't know that. Um, I do think there are certain things that people do where it's like it's clearly like you're you know you're not treating people right uh, but there's other times where it's like you know sometimes some people do things because that's how they were raised or that's the perspective they've been taught in that was their religion that's their whatever view or maybe just some ingrained dna thing right like um i don't know there's a lot to learn from just watching people i think sometimes so you want me to you want me to get to like uh, anime right mm-hmm. that that the whole idea of this thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. we're talking and talking and talking about it, but I don't see it. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's Let's you know? play. We can find a thirty-second. Uh, I don't know if Michael, Sierra, or Finus have thought of any, but we can pull anything up, and then I'd be really curious to have a little. Is this like an old-time cartoon in a newspaper? I was going to. I actually had. I was thinking about how I would explain this because I, I. We got kind of caught into philosophy, but if I were to explain anime to you without a clip right now, it would be like take Popeye the Sailor, take a cereal like an old time cereal, like film cereals, like the kind that every episode you would end on like a cliffhanger, and then take like maybe some kind of drama, even a soap opera to some extent. And you kind of mix all those things together. Like Popeye the Sailor meets like the old film serials meets like, you know, some kind of drama. And then put all those things together and then put a Japanese twist on it. And that's that's basically anime because you've got 
the very wild imagination of the Japanese, you've got a lot of like heroes versus villains. But the thing about anime, it, it's not really just a genre. It is a medium. So it's it, and it's kind of a style to some extent. It's basically like the Japanese animation. So you can have something like Dragon Ball, which is the prototypical. When you talk, when we when most people talk about anime, we're talking about like shonen. Shonen is the the kids anime, or not kids, but young boys, right? And that's like the kind of good versus evil stuff. But there's a lot of anime that is really just like somebody making a story. And you'll have anime from Dragon Ball, like good versus evil, the the hero's journey, to something like Welcome to the NHK, which Welcome to the NHK is about like a shut-in who's not doing anything with his life, who's kind of ruined his life. And watching this character's imagination put him in the hole that he's in. And then I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, at the end, he's kind of like forced to face his life. Or you can have an anime about baking bread. Uh, so, so anime is like a very wide genre. If I were to recommend something, I would recommend something like Studio Ghibli, because I think that's a good starting point. Um, because those, is, that, those, is that anime, would you say? Uh, it is because it's Japanese, but it's not like. It's an, it's an anime film, right? It's not like the anime. When, when people say anime, they're typically talking about something like Dragon Ball. You know, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like that. But I think um, if I were to think of a clip to try to show, I, I, I forgot to look for one. I'm sorry, Brandon. I, no, oh. no, no. We're, it's all free flow. Does anime uh, uh, appeal more to males than, than females? And if so, what is the reason for that? Um, yes and no. Yes, that what most anime, the mainstream anime does, but there is a specific genre called shoujo, and that is specifically for, for younger girls. And and those are typically romance stories, you know, what girls are typically into. But um, anime that gets put here, I would say it does appeal more to males because it is kind of like fighting, right? A lot of it's like, I'm going to fight the bad guy and beat him at the end, you know? And I think that's why it appeals more to boys here. Um, I I would say probably there's uh, more anime created targeted towards male audiences, but not more male fans than females. But I, I don't know. That's anecdotal. Do anime uh, finest, do you draw this sort of thing? No, I don't draw anime. Uh, well, the, the type of art that they, you know what, though, I would love to not learn how to draw that art form, but I like how they story talk about storytelling. I enjoy mangas and how they storytell, like they focus more on like, you know, like the surroundings and aspects and stuff. And they, they take their, they're slower. It's not so action, action, based, you know, all the time, which, which I appreciate. But no, I don't know. I don't know if I do that art form. I like the I like the black and white. They do their mangas are in black and white a lot of the times, and I, I like that look. I think one of the biggest differences between American comic books and like Japanese manga is the fact that it's it's just one guy telling one story. Usually, I mean Naruto and Dragon Ball ended up being picked up by somebody else later, but I think one of the things about like American comic books is that you'll get one character. And they kind of become fodder for whoever in that company wants to write that story, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody wants to write a Batman story and they work for DC. All right, go for it. And you might get a different Batman from that guy than you get from like somebody who's just writing 
Dragon Ball their whole life, you know, and that's Dragon Ball. Yeah. And, and eventually, like, they did – it is becoming a little bit of a trend now that, like, people are passing the torch, but that used to not be a thing at all. Yeah, Michael, uh, before you familiarize yourself with anime, and I don't know how long you've been doing it, but did you have another interest similar to that? I've always liked cartoons, like, period. I love animation in, in general. Okay. Um, I think that, like, even when I was a little kid, I liked, you know, Popeye. I liked... Um, just any kind of animation, SpongeBob, all that stuff. Um, I think that there's always been an attachment to the idea of there's a blank slate and I can draw anything that my mind can come up with. And seeing what people can come up with is a lot of what draws me to it is that creativity that like, and I like film too. Don't get me wrong. I like like, live action film but i think one of the biggest differences is when you draw something and you animate it and you bring it to life you could do almost anything you know there's not really any limit i can make an anime or a, or a cartoon about anything um and same thing with games but games you know they have to actually be played i like i like video games too um i like books too and i i think books also they actually have almost less limits because you can write a book and it's just words on a page and so, like, your imagination has to fill in those blanks. But with, um, with, with animation, one of the biggest things that drew me in, I think, is, is voice acting. I, I've always enjoyed watching these grown men do these weird voices and imagining them, like, having to do it, having to, to get in, in a studio and just... Just, just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched a very interesting uh, documentary. I actually watched it again the other day uh, called No, I Know That Voice. Um, and it, it starts off with, with Mel Blanc. They, they just talk about Mel Blanc for like the first like five, ten minutes because he was the guy that did all of the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And um, really nobody's actually matched him since then. I think he still is the top voice actor of all time. Uh, and that's saying something because there's a lot of talented people. But like Looney Tunes is a good example of what animation can do because it's like, it's silly. It's not really like serious, but you could do anything with it. Um, I think one of the reasons why I like anime though, is that Western cartoons are great, but anime sometimes has stories that really hit you like deep, 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 mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they, they have stories like you can have something like one of my favorites is um, there's a boxing anime called Hajime no Ippo. And that's a really, really good one. Uh, it's not one that's very well known, but it's literally about a guy that was kind of a, he was beat up, he was bullied, he, he was not really accepted. And somebody who ends up becoming like a champion comes and saves him while he's getting beat up. And the guy like takes him to his gym because the guy's passed out. And he lets him hit the bag because he's like, I look like, I know you just got beat up. This is probably frustrating take a hit at this bag. And then he sees this guy's got like a power punch. So the kid becomes like obsessed with the idea of becoming a boxer and he does it and he becomes a great boxer and it's grounded in reality. A lot of it is actually about real boxing techniques. There's, there's very little that's like over-exaggerated because some anime really is just like very, very exaggerated. 
th- this anime, there's only like once or twice where they did something that was unrealistic. Um, most of the time, they're kind of sticking with um, with real technique. And, and there are some animes that actually will teach you about real things. Um, yeah. Because the, the person that writes the manga or that writes the... Because most anime comes from the manga, which is the comic book. But... Um, that's a really good one. I, I would recommend that one. I don't know if it's a great beginner anime, um, but that that's a good, a good one. If I were to recommend something to Grandpa for like just getting into it, I think Cowboy Bebop because that's oh wow, that'd be nice. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, hey, we we I'll can play, play a, a thirty second clip of Cowboy something Bebop. Like the like the movie The Incredibles. I I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. That would have nothing to do with anime. Mm, not yeah, necessarily no animation but not anime no. yeah an- just, animation it, anime is just japanese uh right just jap is more japanese right but i think jap- japanese animation is anime correct yep essentially that's why it's like very that's why i would call it more of a medium than a genre uh because within anime you have stuff from horror to action to romance to to just about anything you you can find almost anything and, and you know, Grandpa, you may never find something that, like, will pull you into anime as a culture. But you'll definitely, if you look, you can find at least one that speaks to you in some way or another. Because it's yeah. just so wide. You know? I, I, I agree. I started off in comics, and I still love comic books, and I still read them. But um, mangas really won me over. And I'm, I'm really brand new to ma- uh, animes. But animes are really starting the same way. I'm starting to really enjoy them. But um, the stories are so good, man. I yeah, know when sure. I was a child, I was really hooked on uh, people like uh, on comics like Superman and Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman and those those kind of types of comic books. I never knew that about you till the podcast, Grandpa. Well, I was uh, I'm talking about when I was uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Mm. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I'm a bit. I'm like I'm like a twelve year old that's also like a sixty year old. <laughs> In some ways, I'm like very very old and other ways i'm super young and like below my years mm-hmm. I'm, I'm to be honest the, the thing i'm least like is a 29 year old which is what i'm actually am. <laughs> you sound mature I, I am mature in in so many ways but in some other ways it's like you know i'm sitting here watching cartoons and just laughing and enjoying it and you know it's like well, why point, is it why is it that it's immature to watch cartoons uh, well, that's very I, interesting to me. I don't think it is actually immature, but I think the world sees it as that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like, gr- Grandpa, when you think of someone that watches cartoons as an adult, what do you think? I really haven't thought about it. Uh, I don't see any problem <laughs> with it. Uh, that's good. I think whatever you know, whatever you enjoy in life. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to say good night to everybody, um, yeah. Brandon and Finus and. Uh, Sierra and Michael, I appreciate, I enjoyed this, this session with you guys, but I do have to go. Yes, yes. Uh, so you guys have happy, a good one. Happy Yom Kippur. We'll see you on Thank there you. next yes. week. Yeah, Thank happy you. Yom Kippur. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye. Now, I don't know how to turn this thing off. Yeah, no. You see the <laughs> you, you see the big red button? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Got it. Self-destruct. <laughs> it's like Is that really snippy episode where he's like, don't push the button is the history yeah. eraser button <laughs> yeah i uh would always push the button is sarah still here i think she is um okay. one two three four i i i well i understand the 
my 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 parents, my mom, my dad's pretty okay with it, but I have always been pretty passionate about uh, animated stuff and comic books, essentially, really. Um, and my mom's always been like, "You're gonna grow out of it. You're gonna grow out of it." And I even got into books for a little bit because of the like a little bit of the pressure. But I just I, I've always been, and I still went right back to comics. And then now here I am, like really wanting to draw, and make comics, and. My mom's still like, he'll grow out of it. He'll grow out of it. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll get into real books. That's <laughs> what we say about grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, it really is like making movies, though. The more I get into the world, the more I, the more and more I learn and more about comics and and like the art of it. I'm just like, this is just like movies. This is like, or, or yeah. it's it's a mix between movies and books. Like what, what Michael was saying is exactly that. Like it, it's like giving your reader the freedom to like read and imagine but then you also get like the like filmmaking which is like you're also entertaining and put position positioning all this uh to make them get this message you know it's pretty cool i I didn't when i went to this panel at dragon con i was shocked how much i was like oh comic comic books are just like storyboards for movies like it's that's why they i think you might have said that that's why they translate so well right yeah Mm -hmm. the film yeah I actually saw a um I went to like this one convention. It was like some weird version of Comic Con for Atlanta that was kind of bootleg. I, I really don't really know if it's like because it's not really like the same people that did the New York Comic Con and the San Diego Comic Con. So I don't I don't get that. It's kind of weird. But they did get Billy West from uh, Futurama to guess. So they, they got some kind of pull. But and they also got Mario, the guy that did uh Mario. I can't something Martinez, I can't remember his name, but um I went there and I saw this guy that that was like a storyboard artist. And it was interesting some of the things he was talking about, because especially in Japan, like the storyboard is what they start with. They 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 start with what you can see first. And after that, they kind of fill in the the dialogue. And I, I here it's more like you get the script and then you storyboard. But your storyboard is so important. Um, and that, that really like helped me to understand that because he's like, yeah, like, you know, I've, I've done storyboarding from things to like, from commercials to, to actual, you know, big budget films. And yeah, like once you have like a, a a manga or a comic book, it's like, okay, there's a recipe for a movie right there. (laughs) You know, it's easy. I I mean, nothing's easy, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Then you just, uh, start voicing it and there you go, you know? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, Sierra is uh, like on mic today, but uh, she's a really talented uh, voiceover uh, actor. And I know it's like a big dream of yours to get into it. I'm sure she has a lot of good tips, but maybe for another day. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely be down to just to sit down and chat because th- this has been a lot of fun. I enjoy this kind of stuff. I always wanted to be on a podcast, too. So that was hey, <laughs> thank you, welcome. Brandon. <laughs> you I hope it was. Uh, you did. Yeah. You have the voice for it, and you have the personality. Come on. Yeah, come, you do. Come. You've been really great. So far. welcome. Thank welcome you. I'm the... glad to hear that. I was a little. You know, when you don't, when you haven't done something before, you're like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. But you know, mm. I just put that aside and I said, I'm just going to hop on and be me. I think. Yeah. I mean, you're a big cosplayer, right? Yeah, I enjoy it. You know, I haven't done as much as like some people have. Um, so yeah. far, I've done about. Was it four or five costumes? So I've done my 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 most popular costume. The one that gets me the most like attention is the the Obi Wan. So like it's like a full on Jedi costume. People really like that one. 
Uh, JoJo's been pretty popular. I want to augment it, though, because, like, the hat's not quite right. I was actually going to order this one from Russia. And then it was, like, after that comic, uh, not Comic-Con, after Dragon Con of 2019. So it was, like, 2020. And all of a sudden, you know, everything's just, like, going to crap. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, okay, I don't know if I'm going to get it within a few months. You know, I don't even know if I'm going to get it. (laughs) Like, you order it from SD and it's like, ah, now I don't know if I'm going to get it. But I did uh, did Obi-Wan. I did JoJo. I did Law uh, from One Piece. People who watch One Piece will know who that is. That's Mm -hmm. You have to be, like, a thousand episodes in, though, to know who he is. (laughs) Um, And then there's – I also did – spike but it was a really like i got recognized but it was just an okay spike it was literally me buying like a very cheap blazer yeah. and then like taking some black electric tape and folding the, the, the jacket like halfway in and just like taping it with the little so i'd have the little stripes and like my hair is really super thin back then so when i look at it i'm like oh this these photos are cringy <laughs> hey you gotta do it though i i I'm not really good at cosplay. I like cosplaying. I'm just not, I'm not committed enough. Like I'll go out there and do it. And then people are like, what are you? And I go, come on. It's obvious, <laughs> isn't it? And, then, <laughs> and it's like nothing near what they, what it's supposed to be. Um, I, uh, I did my first cosplay ever over the dragon con weekend for the first, I've never even dressed up non acting wise. And, uh, I got stopped like seven times. You did a good a job. Picture. I mean, for like throwing it together, you can, you yeah. and Fiona look great together. I thought, it's uh it's crazy because i always thought it like people that cosplay and you tell me if i'm wrong michael but it's like really like bold i'm like oh my gosh you know you're like doing this whole thing and then uh i went there in normal clothes and i'm like oh no i'm i am the odd one out here like i look like a weirdo it, like it does a, feel in a that tank way. top of, <laughs> amongst like yeah I really like it too. I like getting dressed up. Like, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, it's it's fun to get dressed up sometimes. It's so um, freeing. I mean, I was just like thinking, like, why can't every day be like this? You know, like Halloween, <laughs> like that that feeling that people get during Halloween where they're like finally free for a night. Like, that's what I felt like. Yeah, I won't get philosophical because I always do, but <clears throat> I do. We too, can talk man. about this, man. It, it, I think it's all about it, humans are weird, bro. We like to get dressed up and do like this has been going on since the beginning of the time. Like we're like think if we're talking about like animes and the story, hero stories, whatever. I just imagine like maybe the first Comic Con was people dressing up like like Jesus in the in the in the whatever <laughs> whatever whatever textbook it was and goes, I'm Peter and I'm Paul and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made this here. I made this. This is and they they called it church. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like you know. I here I am. I am Zeus. I am mighty Thor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I think that's isn't that, more of a costume. <laughs> isn't that great that uh, Thor has been around for you know people were cosplaying as him two weeks ago, but then also maybe hundreds of years. Yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, I always thought it was so weird that Thor is just like randomly in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It right. is, it, it is kind of make it unfair. Like I, I do remember when I first was reading Marvel and going, the reason why I like Marvel or DC is because you know Marvel's more realistic, and you know DC's got all this like Martian Man and Superman, and it's it's just too much. And then I then I start reading into Marvel and I go, oh, they have a, the God here. <laughs> yeah, like you get deep and you're like, oh wait, they have like Eternals and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like Marvel has some weird. Like I am not like super versed, but. 
for some reason, when I was like a teenager, I was trying to get into it. I didn't know where to start. So I would read like Wikipedia articles and like Yahoo answers and stuff about like uh, superhero stuff because I, di- I didn't know where to start. Like manga is so much easier. It's like, oh, start from volume one. Okay. If I start from volume one of Batman, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reading a lot. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that is true. But um, it's like, oh my gosh, like you start reading and you're like, I didn't know that there was all this weird stuff in Marvel. <laughs> like, it's kind of yeah. cool, though. I mean, you know. Hey, why why do you think there is, or I guess there was more so than now, but like a huge stigma around nerd culture and stuff? Like if you were into comics or whatever, like it's a big topic for people getting bullied and all that kind of stuff. And now it's more maybe accepted. Um, I don't know why it's all of a sudden accepted. It might just be just the generation, you know, getting used to it. But I think a lot of it is, is like when you don't conform to what the world tells you to do, people think you're weird and they reject you and they bully you. And that that's one of the reasons why I think I'm into it is because it's sort of fringe. It's I don't fit in. I can I can like camouflage myself into the whatever situation, but I don't really fit in with any particular group. And I think that's why I like Dragon Con so much. It's like I can come in and talk to Brandon. I can come in and talk. Like, I, I don't know if I told you about this, Brandon, but I actually got uh, quote unquote kidnapped by a group of like 40 something year old men who were like, we like you and we want you. We want you in our group. So he, they did the whole booty warrior speech. Yeah, at one point. That, that's, that's what I thought about. I was like, this is sound like booty warriors. It actually, he actually did say it near the end. He's like, when they were like, he's like, OK, you're coming with us. And then I was like, all right. And he's like, I like you and I want you. And I was like, damn. What, what is booty warriors? It's from Boondocks. Yeah, uh, well, not really from it. Boondocks, but it's it's from real life. It's probably not <laughs> appropriate to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Got you. It's some really uh, intense stuff. You should look. It up. Is that is that the group that you told me you had a really deep philosophical uh, Jesus Christ philosophical conversation at the end of one of the Dragon Con nights? Yeah, there was this guy named Alan. Um, and he's a really interesting guy that looks like a damn like Norse warrior or something. Like he's got like a twisted beard and like all this stuff, and he's like got blue piercing eyes. But um, one night we're after everybody left, I was just talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, like so I don't know. See, that's why I believe like even though he's not really like into the same things I'm into in terms of my faith." I do believe God speaks to anybody in a certain moment. You can use anything to talk to you. And he, I was going through a lot of stuff that I'm not going to get into a lot of details with, but I was considering cutting certain people off. And like some people I do have to stay away from because they're just, it's just too much. And I, it's dragging me down with it. Um, but he was telling me like, Nick or what? Yeah. It's just too much like arguing about petty stuff. And I'm not, I'm not a drama person. I don't do that. And uh, I waited for a long time for this person to change. And I'm like, eh, it's too much. But he was basically like, don't give up on anybody. I'm just going to sum it up. He was just like, don't give up on anybody. Let your light shine, but don't ever change for anybody. And I liked what he was saying because he's basically saying, don't give up on people. Don't just like be quick to cut people off. But at the same time, don't let people change you. He's Mm -hmm. like, you may never know if your light is the only light in that person's life. If you're the only person that's putting good things into somebody's life and that they may need to hear what you have to say, but at the same time, don't let them 
change you into what they want you to be. Right. And, and that's a very hard path. And he even said, like, that's a very hard path. And I was like, yeah, that is a hard path <laughs> because you get around people and they, there's a pressure to conform. There really is. And I, I've done it. Everybody's done it to some extent, I think, uh, where you're like, eh, I'm not going to say this thing because I don't want to shake the group up or whatever. But it's like when you can really live authentically and just connect to people, I think that's such a freeing thing because like mm-hmm. you can say something to somebody. But here's where my faith comes in. I, I always think it has to be done in love because there are so many people who go in and they might be right. But the way they say it is so offensive and so like not good. Uh, Jesus had a saying, you will know them by their fruit. Does a fig tree bear thorns? So if somebody's always pricking you and hurting you on purpose, kind of, even if what they're saying is kind of true, are they really like doing it out of good intentions? Because some people might say, well, I was saying it in love. And it's like, yeah, but you said it like condemningly. You know, it's like what you're saying might be true. I might need to not do this thing or talk to these people or or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. But if you do that without seasoning your words with grace, without letting your words be seasoned with with grace, like I need to know that I make mistakes. I don't know everything. I'm sometimes completely stupid. I cannot treat people. Like they are always bad or good. I have to know that sometimes it's a gray area and you need to like give people the grace to just be themselves and not judge them. Right. And not like you can give somebody like there are times where you have to say something like, hey, man, let me pull you aside for a second and tell you like this isn't right. But you have to do it with love. If you don't do it with love, then what are you doing? You know, (laughs) that's my personal thing, I think, you know. I don't I don't like fighting. I, I think I'm just like too naturally agreeable of a person which I'm working on and I don't I don't like, but I think I, I love um talking to people that I feel really differently about things with, you know? Like just yeah. different viewpoints where even where I'm like, what 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 the you know, whatever. Um yeah, it's it's fun and it can be in like, you know. I agree 100%. I think that that's why like one of the people I was talking about that I had to kind of cut off is like, he literally at one point said, uh, basically, here's what and it was so petty. Here's what happened. So I, I invite a friend of mine to his house. And she said something about like the Hulk could be Batman, which I mean, if you put the Hulk in a cage, he's going to tear Batman to shreds, right? Like, you know, like if you put them in a cage match, Batman's not going to win unless he has like, 100 hours prep time and all this other stuff so it's like you know batman and it it doesn't really matter it's such a not important conversation but she was saying that and he's like oh take that back and so they got into like this argument and that's fine you know whatever but then when she left he was like oh i noticed you can let people have their opinions to me he's like i know i noticed you can let people have your opinions i can't do that and after that that was a red flag and i was like i'm watching you because that that is a very worrying statement (laughs) Like, you can't let people have their opinions. What do you mean? Like, that that's weird. Like, it's one yeah. thing to be like, you're wrong factually. It's another thing to be like, well, your opinion is different than mine, and I'm going to shut you down. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> opinions are like, uh, what is it? 
like an asshole. Everyone has one. And he's like, no, that's gross. Not everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Not only me. <laughs> only I actually, me. I've, I've said that recently. I was like, yeah, opinions are like assholes. <laughs> and everybody has one. Most of them are shitty. Let's just be honest. <laughs> and this guy thought it was like, hey, I need to take this away from people. That I'm, I'm the only person that needs an asshole. Yeah. Keep the asshole clean. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I love hearing people's different opinions, even on like things that are like kind of sensitive sometimes, as long as people are saying it in like a, a reasonable tone and they're not just being like a jerk about it. I, I actually enjoy hearing that stuff because it's like, huh, I never thought of it that way. I mean, that that Alan guy I was talking about, he literally says like, I am a God amongst men and all this other stuff. <laughs> and like his he's like, I know more about your religion than my own, but like his friend, uh, one of the, one of the guys I met, Mike, who's his friend, who they know him before I did, was like, "Yeah, the only way you're gonna understand his religion if you like watch like a four hour Wagner piece." And I'm like, "What does Wagner have to do with anything? I don't, I don't understand it, but I respect it. <laughs> I'm, not really, I'm not really sure what he was talking about. Like the guy, like I think he like worships like Thor or something. I have no clue. He's like some kind of weird like paganistic religion, and I'm like, you know what?" You're a fun guy to talk to. I really don't care what your beliefs are as long as you respect me. You know? Yeah. I like I like hearing people out. I, I think it's um just important to talk about things. Even the actually the more difficult it is, probably the more reason it should be talked about amongst people. Um just because I think it's kind of silly when people keep it all hidden. And I'm like, I don't know. It, it just is like we're all probably thinking it. It's okay to talk about it. Let's all talk about this thing. But it's uncomfortable uh, to hear about it. And I think again, I, I got a lot of opinions about the whole thing. Like we just, <laughs> um, Finance and we, I have gotten into this. Before. Yeah, yeah. We think we're so special too, humans, and like, oh, I'm so different than everyone else that I can't tell them that I have this feeling. And then I'd be like you know you're not that special because everyone has a feeling we all thought about suicide we all have been depressed we've all you know thought about all these negative things um but yet we think we're not we think we're like so weird than everyone else and i and i and we're so worried about um saying anything about it and it just seems so not beneficial for our whole race of people did did you guys hear about norm mcdonald oh yeah uh uh-huh no i have yeah Uh, he's, he was my favorite comedian, rest in peace. He just passed away yesterday and he was a genius, but, um, he had cancer for the last nine years and nobody knew that he was sick. He like kept it to himself, you know, Mm -hmm. almost as like one big final troll or whatever. But, uh, he, he, he talked about how he, he didn't like people that would like use their diagnosis to make a buck or something like that. And this is all clips where nobody had any idea that he had cancer and he was talking about himself, you know? And so he, uh, he, he made it to the end without ever letting anybody know, you know, it's like, it's like pretty shocking, but I mean, I feel that too. I mean, that's the reason why I, I, it's like, it's it's all balanced because I I am imperfect. And I feel like times where I don't want to tell anybody anything. I don't want to, um, bother people with my information or I think I am too different. Like look, even with philosophical talks, I'm like, man, I don't want to start talking philosophical again. I kill the mood. People don't want to <laughs> be bothered by it. Like leave it alone. 
sometimes that you know it, it's that that's also there's a I don't know this fear you know just gotta sometimes you just gotta be yourself and go hey you know hey yeah. this is who I am yeah I, I, I love 100% talking about agree. it yeah I, yeah I 100 agree you know it's funny I have a tendency to keep things to myself so it's like I totally understand that um, and I'm trying to break through that even more and more. Sometimes that could be like wildly authentic and then I think it surprises people. And then other times it's like, you don't know I'm struggling with this, this and this, you know, but one of the things that, like I said, I like to be spirit led. And one of the things I felt like the Holy Spirit and people are going to think I'm like a weirdo, but one of the things I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to was frozen because Elsa (laughs) isolated herself. Oh yeah. Because she was like a weirdo, right? Like she had like these powers that people didn't understand. And she thought everybody would like, crucifier essentially yeah and it was funny how i didn't really want to watch frozen but i kept getting this nagging feeling that i should and i watched it and it was like man this made me realize something like this isolation is unhealthy you know? <laughs> yeah yeah it really is i mean oh man it goes all so so deep because we're just talking about the stories of humans and the reason why we like reading them and the reason because we like connecting them with humans and talking to them. So even though you feel so different and disconnected from these humans, but this is what we really strive for. I mean, we want to be heard by them. We want them to hear our stories. We want to enjoy their stories as well. So you have to talk to them to, to be able to have that. But again, it's a double-edged sword because sometimes you're like, oh, humans, they're awful. Yeah, they, they can be. You have to be brave that way because sometimes you'll, you'll, You'll think, man, everyone's going to judge me, you know, and then you like step out in faith and you're like, wow, everybody loved it. <laughs> People actually understood what I was saying. Everyone loves me. I am a God. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then other times you're like, oh, people didn't get it at all. They're just their Their eyes glazed over. They don't understand what I'm talking about. But that's the risk, you know, yeah, like, yeah. That, um, I think that's why Jesus spoke in parables, though, because people want to hear stories like they don't want to hear yeah, man, you need to you need to do this, this, and this. They want to just hear a good story that makes them think. You know, yeah. not everybody, but like most, I think, I think I, people like us. I don't know. I, I I I would disagree and say I think everybody, even if they act like they don't and say I don't like stories and stuff like that. I, I just you're probably right to be honest. Yeah, I don't. It's just hard. That's one of my. There's a couple things that I'm like are certain in life, which not many many things are certain. But that's one of the things that I think that. Uh, is pretty certain is that humans really love stories. Uh, I met a dude once who was like, I don't like music. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I don't like any of it. Like, I don't like <laughs> hearing music. <laughs> yeah. it's like, I just feel like it's like, that's that just seems off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, did, like what did music do to you, man? What did it do to For you? <laughs> Yo, sorry, I jumped. I, I, I just I smelled <laughs> Gorilla Glue everywhere, so I needed to clean it oh, up. No. But okay uh, yeah yeah um my bad it's, my bad sometimes my dad says that and i'm like you're lying because i know you like certain music because when i put on certain songs like you're into it so don't just say you don't like music he doesn't like popular music like don't yeah. just say you don't like music you don't like what what most people like so you say i don't like me in his case i don't know about this one guy that you met brandon but in my dad's case it's like no, when I put on like this instrumental guitar music, that's like what's funny is like a lot of it comes from Bleach, <laughs> actually, which is an anime. Yeah. But um, it, it's like you know I put on that like flamenco guitar and he's into it, you know. And it's like <laughs> and then he'll like be at work and he'd be like, "Yeah, I don't like music," and I'm like, "Liar, dude! You like music? You you're just saying that." <laughs> 
you know, I don't know, man. I, I do think um, I think Fines is correct. I think I was being a little bit too hesitant to say everybody because I'm I'm so like uh, I want to make sure I'm giving room to the to the all yeah. the possibilities. You know. Yeah, yeah, I can tell we uh, have a little bit in common with that. Uh, but also, this I thought about that and going, I don't know, man. There's there's this, stories are they universal. Yeah, I'm 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 so biased. I mean, I love stories, so I'm like, oh, stories are everything, but they kind of are, you know. People, yeah, um, yeah, because some people may not like like anime stories, and some people may not like like TV, but you're gonna find somebody like e- even if they're just listening to people tell stories, you know, like real story. Because some people are very grounded, I've noticed, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm very like, I could be practical, but I'm also very out there in like concepts and ideas and spirituality and then there are people that you know they'd rather just go to a bar and listen to a guy talk about like how he fixed the rims on his truck you know i don't know something something weird like that you know i mean there's nothing wrong with that type person because they can get the same message that i get from this really deep story or or this philosophical talk they get the same thing from oh man i heard this dude tell a story about bologna sandwich you know and that and that whole time he can understand the the it, what he gets from that story could be a lot of different things you know um who's to say um but there's something so truthful about bologna sandwiches yeah, yeah you know it's full of bologna is the I, real I think it's the deeper the deeper truth because yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you eat it you're full of bologna yeah full of shit. <laughs> do you guys uh and we're coming uh towards the end of time but um i wanted to ask this a while ago do you feel like your inner lives match your outer exterior, like what people view you as? Sometimes. Um, I Actually, there, there's one of the songs that I also felt like the spirit led me to, which was Mulan. And there's a, there's a song. And like I said, I'm such a weirdo that way. And she's like singing about like, when will my reflection match who I am inside? And yeah. there are times mm-hmm. where I do feel like that, where I'm like, when is the person I'm looking at in the mirror going to be the person that I, I feel like is deep down there? Um, sometimes I do. Cause like, I feel like some people do get me and like it's there. And then other times I'm like, I'm just not there yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think a lot of it is like once one step, the first step is one of the first steps is being here talking on this podcast, doing something I've always just wanted to do. Just, you know, like voice acting, all the stuff that I've wanted to do that's deep inside of me that I haven't done yet. You know, I'm not passionate about watchmaking. I'm thankful for it, but I'm not passionate about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that um, quote. I, I, man, there's so much good stuff that you said and that um, I feel like you even listened to a, I know you haven't listened to the episode because I was like, hey, Mulan soundtrack is dope, everyone. I remember on this podcast <laughs> saying that, and I, and I agree with this. That the, it's, it's pretty lyrically sound. Um, they talk about some deep stuff in Mulan. Uh, same thing with Moana. Moana has a very good tra- a soundtrack. Oh my in God, it, dude. And it, makes you, it really pushes you onto like uh, that whole... I keep thinking about like leaving your hometown, leaving what you know. But anyways, besides all that stuff we're talking um, nerding out on, um, we're the same age. We're both 29. And I started illustrating or starting to learn how to draw and starting to really take it seriously at like 26. So I'm still like kind of brand new to it. And same thing with podcasting, I've always wanted to do it. And I just been doing it seriously for um, a year and some change. And now you have three podcasts and I have three podcasts. And now like I'm drawing like all the time. I just drew Deanna Ross. 
bam. Um, oh. I um, it, I don't know. It just yeah, I, I do believe it. Just just it's so cheesy, but I, I think that you believe it too. But it is that first step is the 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 mo- the hardest and the most important step. It's just like just go out there and you did it today, and and hopefully tomorrow will get a little easier, which it most likely will. Yeah, did man. You, I just yeah, want to make something clear. The I'll, how far I'll go has become one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, because when I said "Oh my God, Moana," that might have sounded the wrong way, but I mean, like that has actually become like one of my songs that I use to encourage myself when I feel kind of down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of my motivational playlists. I have, I got, play, I got a, and I think "Reflections" is on my <laughs> motivational playlist with the Moana. That's yeah. actually on mine too. <laughs> Look at us, <clears throat> Brandon. Get me now. Yeah. Oh. oh wow. uh, <laughs> what was I just gonna say? Oh, just did you keep up with your your schedule? Remember we talked about? Um, yeah. No, I, I re I re um, wrote it and had to do a lot of different things. I was I burned myself out, but I found a good yeah. schedule. I, f- I found a good like like me now. You're there. now you are keeping up with it, like day after day. Yeah, it's it's still easier said than done. Like it's always easier to do a to to do list, but then yes. you can when you start doing it. But it, again, it's I sound like such a cheesy like motivational speaker. But <laughs> um, the lesson is the more you try to do it, like shooting for the stars. If you miss, you can you know land amongst the clouds. Like right. even when I look at all the stuff that like oh, even though I didn't sit to the set the schedule that I really wanted or stick to the schedule I wanted, I still gained quite a bit you know out of it. So. Yeah. But you're still oh. doing doing it, you know. Yeah, I'm still doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like you're like that, Michael. You're like one of these uh, dreamers. Yeah, huh? definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> everybody's a dreamer, though. Not everybody's a That's doer. That's not true, dude. The dude that did not listen to music was very happy where he was. That mofo dreams. He just don't <laughs> want to face it. He just got to do some. <laughs> let him have some therapy lessons with him, and he'll go. Oh, he'll start crying. And be like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I dream of making real music. All this stuff is not music. <laughs> he killed his dreams years ago with a bloody knife, a bloody jacket. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I put those things to rest. They're never coming true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, on that, we just hit 630. Um, we always do last thoughts on this show, Michael. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. If either of you guys want to start. I already gave my last thought. Oh, um, I, I think my last thoughts is, man, like, you know, always be true to yourself and just pursue the things, not even necessarily that make you happy in like a content kind of way, but the things that really bring you a deep satisfaction and joy, whether that's anime, whether that's film, whether that's cars, whether that's writing, whether that's voice acting, it doesn't really matter because when you just try to conform to what people want you to be, you'll always feel like you're missing out. And I think there's something to be said about not even just pursuing like, you know, fun things, but things that really make you feel like, wow, this is where I want to be. Because if, if you just give up and you say, well, I'm just going to be working at, you know, nothing wrong with working at Target, but I'm just going to be working at Target the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like that could be a stepping stone. You can use that as a stepping stone to your next thing. So basically my my final thoughts is don't ever give up and pursue the things that, bring you fulfillment and that you feel like you've always naturally been inclined towards. Mm. Wow. I hope you uh, keep pursuing your fulfillment, Michael. 
Thank you. I've been working at it. Thank you yeah. for giving me this opportunity, man. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, come on. Anytime, dude. You're actually a, a very fantastic uh, podcast guest. Uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm willing to come on anytime. Just let me know. Yeah, you're very uh, uh, well-spoken, smart, and keep the conversation going. So, Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my final thoughts are, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's really cool to have this thing and uh, a dream or whatever it is. And when you're doing it, it's uh, the reality of it is really hard, uh, but there's something really beautiful in that. And uh, I don't know why I've never experienced this before. Um, I've I've never I don't even like like the term celebrity or whatever. But uh, Norm Macdonald like passing really uh, fucked me up in a weird way. Um, more so than like you know people that I've known. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean I I just loved him so much. And uh, a lot of what he we talked about tonight has to do with uh what he did or what he talked about um, and dressing up like anime characters yeah exactly i was gonna yeah. say cosplaying as yeah. uh uh yu yu haku show it's good to know i mean i i love you i don't know i mean that he um, he with his little third eye he's pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah you're you're RIP on somebody. Go ahead. What what do you, what's up? What's up? Nah, it's, it's, he's, he's gone. It's done. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, just that he he uh, he would hate. He really didn't like uh, sentimentality, right? And uh, I don't like that. I'm feeling sentimental about it. He would have liked and preferred uh, jokes. Um, but there's really something to be said for. Uh, yeah like like being being real going on the hero's journey um i've completely lost my train of thought so now i'm just bullshitting until, you're doing great you're doing great but yeah i i i miss him and i, I love him and uh thank you norm for everything so rest in peace man yeah yeah i feel like finest uh could do final thoughts again but <laughs> final thoughts um hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna start cross play i'm gonna start cars cosplaying as religious figures from now on <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gonna be the apostle the paul yeah (laughs) (laughs) just go around with some kind of like weird infirmity i don't know what the hell he had but he has some kind of weird thing going on yeah uh i think that's uh i think that's the realization i came to today and i think that uh brandon has a type for friends because me and michael are very similar as people <laughs> from like at least at least on surface level i was like what is brandon who does what does brandon hang out with and like a bunch of people to act like you would you would fucking love you would love dragon con finest it's all a bunch of michaels yeah a lot of basically people, yeah i'll be i'll be the only paul uh there they've been good i don't know that many religious names i'm just going recycling through them i'm gonna i'm gonna dress up as king david and carry around the head the head of goliath (laughs) we could do matching cosplays next year for dragon con 
No, we yeah. actually we really should, dude. Because I yeah, always yeah, want to yeah. do that, and I never seem to be. I got like one guy to go was um, what's his name, Qui Gon Jin, you mm. know, to my Obi Wan. So it was like that worked. You know, people like people were actually bowing to us, like, "Oh, Master Jedi," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> that sound like fun. It was fun. We uh, we could go as grandpas for birds. Yeah. Oh, and the squawk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The squawk quad. The squawk quad squad. <laughs> yeah. squad. Um, hey, Michael. Say. Do you have any uh, social media, anything, or your business, or potential whatever that you want to promote on the show? Um, I mean, I I have a social media, but I don't necessarily need to promote it. But I guess I have some cosplay on there, so it's like uh, follow Super Cubano Deluxe at Gmail at the not at Gmail dot com. It's just Super Cubano Deluxe on Instagram. <laughs> That's Sweet. funny. I almost said at Gmail dot com. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Uh, tune in next week. Um, uh, we're having a heart surgeon on who is releasing a book about how to prevent heart attacks. That will be a very interesting show. Um, uh, please donate to our Patreon. Um, like, subscribe, leave a review. Apple reviews. We love it. We got one this week. It was so kind and that was such a warm, fuzzy feeling. So we got a uh, review. We got a we got a nice review. So um Wow. <laughs> please just support the show in any way you can. All the links will be in the description. Um we we love you guys and uh we'll see you next week. Right, thanks, thanks for mom. having me, man. I don't even know how she learned how to use Apple. Podcasting with Grandpa and Rosie, always on his shoulder. This is Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finest Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. You can find episodes old and new on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show, and follow us on Twitter for behind-the-scenes moments you can't get anywhere else.